Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I am Tim. And this is the Two Drunk Accountants. Yeah. It's great to have you here with us today. Thanks, Dan. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks. I wasn't talking <laughs> to you, Tim, but... You were looking right at me. <laughs> what am I meant to think? <laughs> just assume I'm never giving you a compliment oh. or just... It's a fair assumption. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Today, we will be um, discussing purpose in your business, Tim. Yeah, no, it's, this is a good one. It's not something that you really think about when you're going into business. You could have had a business for years and years and could be doing amazing things, mm. but you might still not have thought about your purpose. Like you would, you would think about why you're doing it, mm. obviously, yeah. but you might not have written something down or gone through a process to actually consider why am I doing this? Yeah. What is my overarching purpose in business, in life. And it can give you a lot of, I guess, direction mm. and clarity. Mm, absolutely. Which is nice. Absolutely. And, and we'll get a bit more into that later. But uh, Tim, to start with, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I ended it with a bit of a flourish this week. Oh, yeah. I went, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> That's good. We're, every week we bring something new. Mm. I think that's that the the thing. amazing part about this show, Tim, is that mm. you don't know what you're going what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Prime example. <laughs> I don't know if you knew what you were going to get then either when you say that. I didn't. Yeah. In in the great words of Carl Pilkenden, Tim, yeah. if you just keep talking, eventually your mouth comes up with stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't he the idiot abroad guy? Yeah, that's him. Oh, that's good. He is funny. <laughs> he's such a plotter. He is. is that a good word? Yeah, him? he's a plotter. And Pl not like plotting things, but just like plotting. Yeah. yeah, plods along. Yeah, that's right. Tim, how's your week? Good. Yeah, really good. I have had a few meetings. Mm. And yeah, I actually um, caught up with a client on Monday who asked me my thoughts on what the coronavirus was going to do to the Australian economy mm. and the global economy. Yeah, it's an, it's a very interesting one. Um, one thing for sure is that toilet paper sales are right up. So, <laughs> yeah. so get some. We're going to talk about that in a second. But yeah. um, just a future plug for the podcast, we're actually going to have an economist on yeah. when we're at the Accounting Business Expo just to talk about this very topic, yeah. the, the effect on... Um, things like the bushfires and yeah. the coronavirus and, and what they're actually going to have on the economy. I, I know that the government have put out a few warnings basically yeah. saying, hey, you know that back in black that we announced last year? Yeah. Eh, it might not, not happen. Gonna, not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is quite convenient for them to blame on this. True. Um, True. Things weren't looking positive anyway, but yeah, but, um, yeah so that's a, a future episode of the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, it is interesting. Like I... I feel that it's a media beat up still. Mm. Look, I know it's bad and people are getting sick and, and there's a lot of reason for concern. Mm. But at the same rate, I mean, um, I don't think we should jump to conclusions just yet. No. Especially in Australia here, like they're doing a good job of controlling 
the disease. Mm. And yeah, like there's a good chance if it goes without a vaccine or a treatment in 18 months, we'll probably a lot of us will get coronavirus, but it won't kill. It won't kill everyone who gets it. No. That's the thing. Like, you've got to remember, you're going to have some cold symptoms, some flu symptoms. Yeah. It's just Potentially, a lot of the people it will kill may have died from a flu of some sort anyway. Yeah, which is a terrible way to it's put horrible. it. But it is true. I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it is interesting. I think... So, the, how does that affect business though? Uh, I think the media hype affects the business because That's confidence it. goes down. People don't spend. People stay in. Look they at, don't go out. They look don't at the stock buy exchange. Rush, yeah, it crashes. Yeah, like... Crazy. I think yeah. the thing... The, the one uncertainty that I have is... Our relationship with China and yeah. our trading, our trading with them. Exporting how, how is that going to be affected? Things. Yeah. So I'm assuming we can still export to them. Importing, importing from, from them. them is going to be the issue. But yeah, I didn't. Th- I wouldn't have thought the disease would carry on um, a lot of well, like I, just basic goods. I think the interesting part is that disease um, virus. So, so two things. So one is, the wrong is that there. we're not importing. Like, so, yeah, importing might not be as affected, but there's whole, like, cities in China that they've quarantined. Like, yeah. you can't go in and out. So, if, if they're developing something... So, yeah. the, the big thing at the moment is that um, uh, dentists are really worried about face masks. Yeah. And there's, like, only a couple months left of supply. And if oh, that face ru- masks. And if that runs out, essentially, they have to stop trading. Um, which wow. is, yeah, which is, a big, which is a big deal, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. that could be a problem. But I think the other problem is, is that if they're f- effectively quarantining entire cities, their economy goes down, which means they're going to buy less from us. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to be exporting less then. True. So, yeah, like, it could really affect things. And there's, but there's education. Yeah, so there's a lot of um, uh, Chinese students. One of students Australia's biggest industries is, or exports is education. is education. So we have a lot of people from China and, and other countries um, in Asia come to Australia to study mm. um, in our universities and they're full fee paying students. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a lot of money involved there. So much. I mean, so much so that Melbourne University was offering Chinese students seven and a half grand to do a quarantine period in another country. So, like, let's say catch a flight to Malaysia. Yeah, stay in Malaysia. Stay in Malaysia for two, two weeks, weeks in accommodation, eat food, whatever. Like, the seven and a half grand covers all that. Yeah, as long as you Before they come to, Australia, come to Australia, yeah. to clear quarantine and then come and study. Which uh, <laughs> I get, but... It also makes time, you think like, how much money... How responsible is that? Yeah, like, how much money then were they standing to make from each exactly. of Exactly. If yeah. they're just giving out, like, all of a sudden, they're giving people seven and a half grand. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm. I don't. No one knows the answer, but hopefully the economist will be mm. able to shed some light on it. Yeah. I feel like the disasters. My theory: the disasters will have a bigger impact yeah. on the Australian economy mm. than what coronavirus has to this point, and mm. maybe will because yeah. we, we haven't seen the full impact of it yet. But um, I'm really keen to know what the economist thinks. Yeah, but it'd be good to know what a. Um someone whose job it is to look at these things yeah. actually who Quantify knows what they're talking it. about yeah um which is interesting so yeah so that's Not an unqualified opinion like us exactly uh so this this kind of is doubling as our business update really um yeah one thing i just want to get into is the, the toilet paper saga so uh. if you're listening overseas and you're wondering what we're talking about there's a really strange phenomenon going on right now in australia where Everybody is buying up toilet paper and canned goods, but mostly toilet paper in <laughs> and, bulk. And dried goods, like yeah. rice flour. Rice pasta. flour, pasta, canned beans and all sorts of stuff. Um, because they feel like they're going to be in quarantine for two weeks. I, yeah, don't, I don't understand the reason do. behind it. Yeah. Um, I think what else is driving this from an article that I read is that 
Um, so uh, people see that everyone else is doing it, so yeah. they think they have to do it, yes. and then it just keeps going on and on and on yeah. and on. So I was at Audi last night, and there was not a bag of toilet paper there. It was the entire shelf was just empty. It's so weird to of see. Of all paper goods, like it's kind of hand eerie. towels, yeah. toilet paper, tissues, it was all gone. Yeah. Um, and half of the canned goods were gone. Yeah. Um, and there was a little post, like a little sign from Audi saying, um, we will not let you buy toilet paper in bulk. Wow. Yeah. So, because of, yeah, you don't need to. And I saw there was a um, something issued by the government, might have been the state government yesterday on Facebook saying, there is no reason you need to buy a bulk of anything right now. <laughs> like, just don't do it. Um, if you want to make sure you have a supply, just buy one more. Like yeah, you don't need it. to buy six of them or however many. Um, I was even driving into our car park behind work here, yeah. and uh, which is a very quiet car mm. park. There's usually no one around. Mm. And there was two people who had obviously just, I don't know what they were doing, mm. but they're not usually there. And they were repacking their car, taking things from the back seat to the boot. And they had like four freaking bags of toilet paper. <sighs> it's like... Why? It's just crazy. I love all the memes coming out where people are like, um, there's obviously Halloween costumes yeah. where they're like mummies. Yeah. And they're like, Australians' response to coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a good one that was, um, uh, it was The Simpsons and it was like a hole in the wall with Marge looking through <laughs> and it was like coronavirus and then it shows the other side and it's Homer, Bart and, um, and Lisa hiding behind tables with just stacks of toilet paper <laughs> around them with a shotgun. It's like Australia. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, and I think the other reason that people are doing it is because they see that there is no toilet paper. So they think there's a shortage. They think they need to yeah. stock up. But th an interesting thing is the main supplier of toilet paper in Australia is actually a South Australian manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. So, I was speaking to Ian Wynn, guest yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, why would they, why would they ship all that toilet paper across an ocean? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Once it gets wet. That's a, that's a lot of... And that's yeah. a lot of space. Like, they take up space. Yeah, exactly. For a very small, light good. Yeah. So, so, so there's, there's an endless supply for us in Australia right now. But each shop only holds roughly a day's worth of stuff. Because yeah. that's what most grocery shops do. They, they get deliveries every day to stock up their shelves. Hmm. Um, so, if, if just a few people buy extra toilet paper, then that stock goes low that day. Hmm. Um so that's why people are panicking. They're seeing that the toilet paper, but they don't know. There's a truck of it coming tomorrow and the next day yeah. and every day after that. Not to mention, Dan, that you can just do other methods like than toilet paper. So you're saying that if there was a pandemic and we all needed to stay inside for two weeks, you're saying toilet paper isn't the thing you'd buy first. No. <laughs> Unless you can eat it. Is it edible toilet paper? You just like, wash your ass in the shower or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Maybe I'll install a bidet. Yeah. See, I, I don't like the bidet where it's like a little sink next to the toilet. I don't uh, like that. I like the Japanese move. style. Yeah, just push a button. my bum. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was also too quick to agree to that <laughs> messed up comment you just made. Uh, I mean, the self-washing <laughs> toilet in Japan where they fire water into your butt crack to clean if it after a poop. If you've been to Japan, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. Because you probably have the seat heater on and just like... You're pushing buttons, wondering what these things do. <laughs> what does that one do? Ooh. The first <laughs> time I went to Japan was schoolies. Yeah. I went there with uh, a mate, Jake, yep. of ours. And um, and we were a bit drunk one night and he, he went off to the toilet and came back. He was like, mate, I just accidentally put my hand down like to the side of the toilet and I pushed this button and then all of a sudden... Just getting bloody squirted in front of me. 
Teddy like jumped off the toilet. <laughs> Would have gone everywhere. Uh, so good. Classic. Mm. But anyway. I want one of those in my house. Yeah, but there are alternatives. Like you don't need toilet papers. <laughs> what do you think people did before toilet paper mm. and, and running water? Yeah, it's a bit privileged. It stinks a privilege. Food is probably the most important thing. I agree. Mm. But even if you were sick, mm. like you could order delivery. Yeah, Coles. That's, that's the other thing. You could get a friend to drop you some food. You could wear a mask, potentially. Because, mm. look, if it's going to spread that much and we're all going to be sick, mm. like let's say your friends can't get food for you mm. and it can't be delivered because people are sick. Everyone's mm. in quarantine. Mm. Well, look, we're screwed. Just wear a mask just, just go to the and shop. go and get some food. <laughs> um, they, yeah, I think they, they did say just, yes, if you're quarantined, you can't leave your house, but... All shop, like most of the big chains now just deliver to your door. So, yeah. you just order the groceries online. They will drop it at your door and leave. They never need to make contact no, with you. No. And you just go out the front and get it exactly. and bring it in. Yeah. TP to your door. <laughs> <laughs> you can even do like the first week free trial of HelloFresh. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. There's a tight ass tip. For Brilliant. The, for the quarantine <laughs> listeners. Brilliant, Tim. If you are in quarantine right now. HelloFresh. Not even a sponsor. No, but there's messages. Yeah. I'd love to know what you're doing to get your food and I, whether toilet paper was a big concern for you. I think there's only like 20 people that are like it's in Australia. Like <laughs> Who knows then? Out of 30 million, let's say there's 100 at most that are currently quarantined because yeah. of fears or they actually are like, that's not a big percent. That's not enough to yeah. go buy toilet paper. So, just to put a little dampener on what we're talking about here, mm. I saw a Dr. Carl tweet. Mm. And if you don't know who Dr. Carl is, he's a pr- fairly like prominent he's scientist. Like, he's like Australian Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty switched on guy mm. and like he can answer almost any question yep. with a scientific like hypothesis. Mm. And he tweeted that if there's no vaccine or treatment within 18 months, then and if 40 to 70% of the population get infected, like mm. it like the rates are currently mm. suggesting, and if t- there's a 2% mortality rate, mm. there's a lot of people. 70 million. Yeah. Worldwide. Mm. Mm. But if you run the numbers on the flu deaths anyway, on just like who dies mm. anyway, mm. there's a lot like that many people would die each year yeah. anyway. But that is a little scary. That's that, a lot of people. That is a little scary. Still not enough to go buy toilet paper today. No. Mm. Toilet paper's not going to help and, that. And the worst part is, Tim, I'm down to two rolls at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I've got four. I'm, I, it, that's the annoying thing. I'm going to take some from work. It's the people who aren't <laughs> rushing to get toilet paper that are going to be They're stressed gonna suffer. about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Frustrating. Uh, do you have a tight ass tip? I do, Dan. Mm. So, this week's tight ass tip is ways to use toilet paper other than, <laughs> other than wiping. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Look, there could be a million, there could be a million ways to use toilet paper. Um, one way that I commonly use it is to blow my nose. Mm. I don't buy tissues, Dan. Mm-hmm. I use the bum tissues mm-hmm. for my nose. Is that because bum tissues are cheaper than tissues? Look, they're just there mm. and I don't need to worry about anything. They're just like, mm. it's always there. I don't mm-hmm. need to worry about running out. Yeah. Um, I can actually, you know, especially if I'm at the toilet, I mean, that's mm. very convenient. Mm. But uh, that's just one way yeah. you could use it, Dan. Mm. You might be able to use it as like paper towel. Yeah. Wipe up some messes. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. You need to clean your toilet. You need a bit of paper towel. Don't use paper towel. No. Use your toilet paper. Yeah. This is really handy for the people that might be left with 200 toilet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in this, <laughs> I guess this tight ass tip is just 
toilet paper is universal. Like it's it could be used for more than just your bum. Okay, so here's a few other ways, Dan. Toilet paper, more than just your bum. <laughs> That's the title of this tip. Mm. Now, there's also a lot of art applications you can do with the toilet paper rolls. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And you could even Wizard use... Wizard sticks. You could use a toilet paper roll to mm. um, as kindling to start a fire if you really want. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's good in, could, in times of emergency. You can tape them together and make them into binoculars for kids. That's awesome. Mm. Or like... Um, uh, arm extenders. Arm extenders. If you're like on the couch, mm. flu, like sick from coronavirus, and yep. you can't get up to change the channel, mm-hmm. push the TV button. With TP rolls. <laughs> <laughs> there's just endless use. Seriously. For toilet paper. If you could think of more uses for toilet because there's going to be some people who will need to mm. find a use for the extra rolls they have. Yeah, 200 yeah. rolls of toilet paper they probably mm. have lying around yep. in the lounge room at the moment. It's a good one, Tim. Is that a good one? It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's topical. It's topical. It's topical. So, I guess if we're just running off supply and demand... Um, do you want a proper... Do you want a proper tight-ass tip? I, th- I thought that was good. Okay, cool. Use toilet paper for more. Yeah. Yeah. He- here's, a be- here's a better option. Um, if you just bought too much toilet paper, use it for more than just wiping your bum. That's a good one. I like yeah. it. Um, the other thing I was going to say, this is probably mm. arcing back to mm. um, a previous tip, mm-hmm. is uh, supply and demand. I think you were just about to bring this up. Yeah. Don't buy things when they're in high demand. Mm. That's right. And right now, toilet paper is. So, you're not going to get those sweet yellow ticket discounts. I doubt it. On toilet paper right now. That's right. So, it's not a good time to be stocking up on toilet paper. No, they're full price. Yeah. They're full price. Yeah. I pity the fool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've actually noticed there's a lot less yellow tickets in the shops right now. Is there? Yeah. I shop at Aldi and there's rarely yeah, like... There are no sales. There's rarely sales. Like, there's the middle section, obviously. Cool. But anyway, that's a good one. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Uh, after 20 minutes of babbling, let's, <laughs> let's move on to our main topic. <laughs> what is your purpose, Dan? <laughs> What's the purpose of this podcast? I'm unsure at this point. Oh, God. So... As we've just said, and as we said at the beginning of the episode, the purpose of this episode is defining your purpose in your business. It is. It's not to talk about coronavirus and toilet paper mm. for 20 minutes. So, although we did... Um, Time just gets away. The purpose is an interesting one because, as Tim was saying, it's not something that people generally think about when they start a business. The purpose in your mind right now might be, oh, I want to make money. Mm. That's my purpose. Um but it's more than that. It's 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 why does why are you making money the way you're making money? Why are you selling the thing you're selling? Why are you working in the way that you're working? I think this is important because um, although it may seem like it at times, money isn't everything. Mm. Yeah, and yes, more money can give you more happiness because it gives you more options. But yeah. there is a certain point in time mm. where I, th- I believe there's been studies diminishing that, returns in more that's money. It. Yeah. Yeah. So like the more money you have sometimes can mean less happy. Yeah. And I think it's because maybe you do lose a little bit of that purpose. Mm. Um, you've perhaps lost track mm. or perhaps you don't have as challenge as much challenge as there was mm. to reach that purpose or to meet that purpose. Yeah. So, I think it's like a really good question to ask yourself, but then keep asking yourself as well because it doesn't have to stay fixed. It no. can change. Like hopefully it is not big fundamental changes. Yeah. But... You can refine it over time and, and find what it is that drives you. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think, um, and, and it's often something as well, if you're in small business, you might think less about, um, but it, you, you kind of think, oh, this is, a, this is a big business thing. You know, Woolworths has a purpose statement. Mm. We don't have a purpose statement. Why do we need that? That's right. Um, but it is really useful in a number of ways. Like one, mm. it helps you define what you're doing and why you're doing it. So every decision you make can be based on that purpose. Does yeah, it true. support what you're trying to do? If yep. no, then maybe you don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, but it also helps your team make decisions. It also helps um, potential clients or customers choose you over somebody else. Yeah, true. Um, it, it's a it's multi-purposed, and and it really is a good idea to define this for your business. Yeah, and so what Dan is sort of like alluding to there is your purpose needs to make sense to you. It needs to make sense to your team. Mm. It needs to make sense to your customers and your wider mm. community. Yeah. And I really like that idea. And this is something which we want to dive into so much deeper mm. in our journey. Yeah. Um, because I think what we're finding is businesses that are clear on their purpose mm. um, are by far more successful. Yeah. Because they know what drives them. They know what they want to achieve. And that really sets them apart from mm. others when like their community, like so social media is a really good way to spread your purpose and mm. try and display what you're all about. Yeah. And so there are some people that have used social media and a strong purpose mm. to um, build businesses overnight yeah. and just be instant, like a seemingly instant sensation. Mm. They've probably been working towards that for like 10 years yeah. and really been refining their purpose and spreading their word and, mm. and getting people on board. But It might just connect. But they're not selling anything. Mm. They're not selling what they do, mm. like Simon Sinek would say. And this is, this is where yeah. I first started learning about find yeah. your why. Yeah, start with the why. Start with the why. Yeah, they're not selling what, what they do or what mm. they sell. It's, it's why they do it. Yeah. And that's what people are buying from them yeah absolutely yeah but people you know uh we're a podcast and there are hundreds of podcasts out there but the reason why you're listening to our accounting and small business podcast over others is because of the reason why we're doing it yeah we're not trying to sell you anything right now we're not trying to not yet yeah not yet um you know we're, <laughs> want some toilet paper <laughs> our purpose is to educate you guys so yeah. and that's why we do it um, yeah that's right spread um spread knowledge yeah. share knowledge exactly mm. um so Let's dive into a few things here because there's a few ways you can look at this. Um, you know, we can go down the first route, which is just a defining why your product over other, other products or, or, or why your business over another business. Um, but there, there's also the other side around like the whole like Peter Baines, like do good by doing good. Your purpose could be to support something. Yeah. And people are using you because you support this particular cause yeah. or community or, or whatever. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. But or it could just be as simple as, for instance, Cat's um, Accountants, which this episode is sponsored by, by the way. Oh, thanks, um, uh, Support, teach and grow. That's right. So that, that's our purpose. Um, the reason why cats exists is mm. because we want to support, teach, and grow ourselves, our employees, and our clients. Yeah, and the in the community too, the if community. we can. Mm. Uh, and like, I guess hence the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like we're we're living true to that via mm. the podcast, and mm. that was something we came to that purpose mm. after we started the podcast. We didn't. Yeah. We just we didn't know why we started the podcast. No, and. At times, you know, over the first year of like recording, we're like, why are we doing this? <laughs> what are we trying to get from this again? Yeah. <laughs> because there was nothing we were trying to get. It was yeah. just, it was being true to ourselves. Like that's mm. just, we enjoyed doing it. Yeah. It, it gave us a sense of direction and purpose mm. and fulfillment. Yeah, that's right. 
And I think, um, yeah, so there's, there's different ways to think about this. So, yeah. um, we've got a few questions, I guess, that we can ask to yeah. help um, nice. define what your purpose is. Yeah. Um, what, what, what would you say these are, Tim? What, what, what would be the first one? Um, well, I, I've got a... I looked up a few online mm. and I know we've got some resources mm. um, from The Gap as well. Yeah. Um, I was looking at a website, Forbes, mm. and there was an article there and mm. I didn't mind what they said. So, mm. the first thing you need to think about is what enlightens you or like what what gets you going, mm. basically. Yeah. <laughs> what excites you? Yeah. What's going to motivate you? Mm. Um, what gets the fire burning in your belly, basically? I think that's, that's a really good one. Um, yeah. And the reason why that's a good one is... Obviously, you're going to be excited every day to yeah. get up and do that because yeah. you've defined a purpose of why you're doing it. Yeah. Why are you making money through accounting? Well, it's because of this, yeah. because of this purpose. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so, it's going to motivate you to get up, try harder um, and do what you want to do. But also, that's really good at helping you attract both employees and clients yeah. who have those same values and purpose for mm. themselves into your business. I, I read an article, it was actually a Forbes one as well, that said that uh, millennials were 5.3 times more likely to stay with your business if you had a strong purpose that they aligned That's with. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how they come up with these 5.3s and shit like that. Yeah, I don't know either. But, so but take, still, take the stat with a grain of salt, but, but much more likely to stay with your business if you have a purpose and it aligns with theirs. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think, yeah, people... Um, I guess it forms part of the vision and mm. it's not the vision. No. The purpose isn't the vision. No. Different things. Different things. But it leads to it and yeah. it, it sets the scene for it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really important. Yeah. And like, I think when you're having those bad days, like we're all going to have challenge yeah. and um, face adversity. Mm. So, if you can come back to that, yeah. um, then you'll you'll keep progressing on your journey. Yeah. Whereas if, you, if you're not really sure mm. like why, the, what and enlivens you mm. or gets you going mm. then you might lose the desire to keep progressing yeah with, absolutely with whatever project you're working on yeah or maybe you've you've set up this business and this can happen i suppose as well you, you've set up a business it had a purpose it aligned with your purpose you've got clients who agree with it you've got staff everyone's engaged and maybe one day you realize it's no longer your purpose yeah well maybe that's that's the decision then to go okay well maybe i need to offload this business hmm. to someone else that can continue that business's purpose. It's that's not it. for me anymore. Yeah, that's a very um, helpful thing. Yeah. Or, um, you know, change the purpose. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, can, it can mold and yeah. adjust over time. Yeah, so I like it. What, what's another one, Tim? What are your innate strengths mm -mm. is another question you could ask. And so, um, they say something here which I really liked, the sound of actually. Mm. So, uh, in The Element by Sir Ken Robinson... He says that our element is the point at which natural talent and skill meets personal passion. Yeah, that's so great. So, you're in the element yeah. when your natural skill meets your passion. Yeah. And you, so, if you find like, if you, if you imagine like a Venn diagram, yeah, is that, is you've got skill. Where the circles overlap. Yeah. Yeah. You've got skill and you've got passion and there's a little bit in the middle, in the middle where both those that's join. That's the element. Perfect. Yeah. So, you want to find that. Yeah. And so, obviously, if I have a passion to sport, teach and grow, mm. I'm not going to go and do that by building people's homes no. because I subscribe to, um, what's it called? Handyman Monthly. So, <laughs> I don't own a drill. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to fall into my element. Yeah. 
Maybe one day it will. Mm. If I read enough handyman monthlies. Yeah, maybe. It will. Mm. But right now, accounting is where my skills lie. And yeah. in, in business. Mm-hmm. So and it's really cool that I can line up my passion with yeah. with my skills. Exactly. We have skills in accounting, we've got expertise and training and just natural ability in it. Um, and that's met with a passion of ours, which is to help people, which is to help them grow, help them support, to further our own growth and our own knowledge and our own um, understanding. Yeah. And that all just fits together yeah. with what we've created right now, um, which is great. Yeah. So that's being in our element. Yeah, um, sure. So a- another question that kind of fits with that would be like, um, like how is your business different to a competitor's and yeah. that could be your like particular it. natural ability or yeah. skill in a particular area. Yep. So it's something that Tim and I, um, that could be different is that we're quite, you know, in terms of a lot of other counting practices in our area, we're quite youthful yeah. and, and energetic. Yeah, for sure. And are ahead of the curb with technology and, yeah. and with whatnot. And like, you know, I think we like to have a bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. So, so that th- there are things that we've got that, that differentiates us from, from, you know, the accountant next door. Yeah. <laughs> there is literally an accountant next door. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Although if he is, then hello. Hello. Um, Thank you for listening. So, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's an interesting one. So, was yeah. there a... Uh, well, the next point here was uh, find where you bring the most value. So, that's mm. kind of similar. Yeah. Um, and what they're really getting at there is... Um, that's taking the next step with your skill sets. Mm. It's um, it's adding value to things. Yeah. So it's thinking about it from the perspective of your team, mm-hmm. or your community, or your your customer. Where what is it worth in their eyes? Yeah. We've done a really good episode on on value. Yeah, we have. Go back and listen to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's that one. And then um, the fourth question they had was, um, what was it? How would you grade it in terms of like? Um, what is it? How will you measure your life? Which is a pretty heavy question. That is a real heavy question. I guess what they're saying is if you looked back, imagine yourself at the end of your life and look mm. back, how would you measure what you did against your compass or your purpose? Yeah, or right. Your meaning. That's such a good question because, you know, if, if, you know, years ago, if, if you looked, if someone came to me, father time, yeah. death came to me and said, <laughs> Dan, I'm going to, you know, ghosts of, of Christmas past kind of thing, yeah. take you into the future and look back at your life. And you said, you did this many tax returns. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that that True. fit into looking, my compass. That's right. That's right. And, and that's kind of, you know, traditionally what an accountant does is they prepare yeah. financials and lodge tax returns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's, so, what we do doesn't define my compass yeah. it doesn't define my value it doesn't define doesn't fulfill me yeah. um in preparing a tax return that is correct yeah you know great needs to be done <laughs> but that's not why no it's not the why yeah so see what i mean so your your job your business might be selling pens yeah well you've sold a hundred million pens by the time you die and yeah. that's not what fulfills you either yeah what fulfills yeah. you might love writing yeah, exactly. You might love um, language and and you've art. facilitated that. That's it. You've made that easier or correct. Been a part of it yeah. in some way. And so. having that purpose also broadens 
your ability to expand to different services and things. So yeah. let's stick with the pens and, and let's say what you really love is creative things, writing yeah. and art. Well, you can move into paintbrushes and that skills. fits with your purpose. Yeah, exactly. You could move into paper goods. Just because you don't have the skills now mm. or the can't offer that point of difference or value now. Yeah. doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. The purpose allows you to move into those areas because it's consistent with the reason why you're doing it. So, if you have that purpose and a lot of your marketing and things are around having that handwritten letter and having that beautifully drawn calligraphy and, and, what, yeah. and that's part of your marketing and your branding, then it's an easy step to move into a product that's, that's complementary to that. Yeah. Whereas, if you're just a pen guy and you sell pens, well, people are probably just going to look for the cheapest pen. That's it. Exactly. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of things that that purpose can define around that. Yeah, I like it. I think um, I think it's good because you'll realize your purpose isn't what you're doing, it's why you're doing it. Correct. And if you yeah. understand that, it will really help you. It'll mm. guide your decisions. On those rough days, it'll mm. it'll be like a, a shoulder to lean on. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm doing it, yeah. I remember. Yeah, and <laughs> I got yelled at today, but <laughs> it's okay. It's not the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah. The reason why is because I can see the end result here and yeah. that and, fits with my value. And it's so helpful for your marketing too. Absolutely. Because it gives a clear um, message mm-hmm. that you're trying to deliver. Yeah. And so, you know, you should write down a statement, a, mm. short, a short purpose statement. Yeah. Try and get it in like one sentence. Yeah. Um, I know the gap always says like five words. Yeah. Which is tough. There are other schools of thought which could be, you know, a sentence or two. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and, and again, it's no wrong or right. No. Nah. Just whatever it works for you. Correct. So, but do write something down mm. and then make sure you can remember it. It's mm. something memorable mm. because you want to be able to think about that mm. and you want to be able to tell people. Yeah. And um, you'll find actually if you can, if someone asks, say you're at a networking event and someone asks what you do. Mm. If we were to say, oh, uh, we're accountants, which we do. I mean, obviously, like yeah. we can't really answer much other than accountants. Yeah. But then you could follow that up with, I, um, I exist because I want to support, teach and grow my yeah. team, my clients, my community. Yeah. It just gives you a little bit of a, something more interesting to discuss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, in our instance, um, if you are an accountant out there and you've been at a barbecue and you have told someone <laughs> that you're an accountant and you can see their eyes just immediately either wander off or glaze over, yeah. um, you know that that's not a very interesting thing to say. Yeah. But if you... Uh, it, let's go even back back to the pen example. Oh, yeah. I sell pens. Yeah. That's not very interesting. But if you, you sell someone, you know what, um, you know, uh, I really love um, yeah. art and creativity and this. And so, I sell supplies that help people to do that. Exactly. And we're like, oh, so what do you do? Oh, I sell pens. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah exactly. And go, oh, okay, I see why you do it though. That's yeah. really interesting, you know. Yeah, I mean like, if, if, if just imagine you didn't know what Apple was and you were like, someone asked, let's just imagine we work for Apple, Dan. Mm. Someone asked us what we do. Mm. And we'd be like, oh, we sell, <laughs> we sell um, computer devices um, that mm. are, you know, look good and easy to use mm. or something like that. Um, they'd be like, oh, okay, that, that's, mm. that's cool. Whereas if we were like, we are doing things because uh, we want to be like the leading designer of electronic goods and we want to make things, we want to push boundaries and allow people to take their communication and um, computer technology to a new level. Um, we're Apple sort of thing mm. that's interesting like yeah that actually 
communicate something. Exactly. If you're just like, oh, we work for Apple. We make computers. Yeah. Oh, we make computers. And it's like, oh, cool. Okay. That's great. And, and so your purpose as well doesn't need to be something grand and lofty either. If your no. purpose purely is to make money, that's fine. But yeah. it will define your <laughs> marketing, the service. You're probably going to offer a low quality service at minimum cost to make yeah. a lot of money. It's yeah. not a real purpose. But I would still say, like, why do you want to make money? Yeah, but it could just be because I want to create wealth. Yeah. Some people might have that as a purpose and that's okay, but it is your purpose yeah. and you need to, you know, live by it, live by it basically. But it need, yeah, like you said, it needs to be mm. understandable and people mm. need to be able to buy into that at exactly. many different levels. Exactly. So, so um, I think that's probably yeah. all we need to discuss. Oh, so, so the other side of that was, as we said, a purpose could be something um, around uh, your business might be around a particular goal or purpose in mind. For instance, the doing good by doing good might be that you're associated with um, a charity or something and the whole reason for your existence is to support that. So Vinnie's stores would be to yep. provide, you know, um, uh, you know, low-cost goods to people who can't afford it otherwise. Yeah. But the, the profits from that go back into their charity. Yeah, exactly. That's their purpose. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, or you might have a profitable business, a profit-making business, but you're trying to support a particular community or yeah. you're trying to support a particular cause. Yeah. And that could be your purpose. Yeah. And that might mean that what you're doing for that purpose right now could change pretty easily over time yeah. because the core purpose is to benefit that particular community. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. All there's, right. uh, there's an example of people who have a very strong purpose. Um, her name's Elise Cook on Instagram. Mm. And they, they, they have a vineyard called Rabbit Hole Wines. Mm. And that's where I thought of the business with a purpose yep. type thing. Because um, they don't really have a... Like, they don't have... They're not supporting charity. They're not mm. really... I mean, they do align themselves with a lot of mm. small businesses. Mm. They're all like heavily social media based and mm. stuff like that. But I think like their purpose is just the nicer things in life. Yeah, right. And they're giving they're giving their customers that. Mm. So they've made this awesome like Instagrammable vineyard. Yeah. It's got a double decker bus that you do that's the cellar door. Yeah. And they do like these plant based foods and they have uh, meat as well, but mm. it's all like paddock to plate type stuff, like yeah. local foods and mm. and they team up with, you know, really nice rug companies mm. and like cutlery and wine holders and all this sort of shit. So mm. it's like their purpose is to be like a a little taste of heaven or something. Yeah. And people buy into that. Yeah. You think like, oh, that's never going to sell. You'd but, pay, people would pay extra for that. But they are so strong with yeah. their purpose. Yeah. And they're just, and people just flock to them. Mm. Like that is, they set up their vineyard, the cellar door a few years ago. Mm. And it's already, I think it's an instant success. Like mm. they're always busy. When I went there, it's in South Australia. Like I went there. Yeah. Because my wife is following them on Instagram. <laughs> and so, yeah, and it was awesome. Mm. You could just, you could sense the purpose. I like it. Yeah, it just made it all worthwhile for yeah. me as the customer. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you've defined, they defined a value through their purpose mm. and people with similar values and purpose, like you went there for it yep. and you liked it because it was exactly what they said. That yeah. can be my other thing this week. Okay, cool. Down the rabbit hole wines. Down the rabbit hole wines. Yeah, if you can go and mm. check it out, it's in the McLaren Vale. Uh, so, 
other things, Tim, your first one obviously was, yeah. Down the rabbit hole. Down ones. the rabbit hole ones. That's a good one. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Mm. It's cool. My other other thing was what? Central Coast Council. Oh. Um, they didn't collect my uh, curbside rubbish. Isn't that today? No, it was yesterday. Mm. My my garbage pickups on Thursday. So, uh, so now put, it's all wet and soggy. So you put your bins out Wednesday night, yeah. Thursday morning, yeah, right. Yeah. So that sucks. But when I was wheeling that out onto my lawn, because mm. I was quite smart, I had a big cardboard box. Mm. I use it like a skip bin, mm-hmm. uh, heaps of carpet and stuff like that. And yeah. curtains. A cardboard box would have just melted in the rain. Yeah, it's, it's dead now. But when I was wheeling it out, it was dying. Mm. And I eventually got to where it was, but it needed like maybe one more meter. Mm. So I gave it one final tug. Mm. And it ripped and I fell backwards. <laughs> and there was a car driving past at the exact moment it happened. They would have seen everything. That's funny. Kind of wish someone could have recorded it. Mm. I fell back onto my pile of like carpet. That's pretty funny. <laughs> they would have laughed at you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> fell straight on my bum. So why is that a good other thing for uh, Central Coast Council? You suck. <laughs> it's a negative <laughs> other thing. <laughs> I've got rubbish out in front of my house. It's not getting collected. Yeah, that does happen. I swear every time I've had a pickup, yeah. it just sits there. It never for comes a, on time. They never do it that day. they got a backlog. Oh, well. All right. That's a good one, Tim. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <you said> so. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, my other thing this week is a podcast that I found um, cool. called uh, International Survivor okay. Ahap Up. Ahap Up. Ahap Up. And I think it stands for Rob Has a Podcast Up. I think there's like uh, a, a thing. Okay. It's like a, I don't know if it's. Okay. Just have a series of different podcasts. And this one's about Survivor. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so it's hosted by, um, I think her name's Shannon. She's Australian. Sweet. She, she was on Talking Tribal. And okay. You know, I like Survivor. I do. And uh, basically, they just follow the different seasons of Survivor, uh-huh. overseas ones and the Australian oh, cool. one, and they okay. do episodes. Right. And so they've, she's interviewed almost every person that's been kicked off the show. Nice. Um, and then does like a weekly recap cool. with either a guest who's been on Survivor or another person who's like a big fan. Sweet. And they talk about it and they talk about the different things. That's awesome. It's actually really interesting because because they do speak to a lot of people actually on the show. Um, they seem to have a lot of insight around like the editing and yep. and things that it w- were missed and things that were sure. meant to be on the show or things yep. that they made the cutting room floor okay. but would have really changed the story. Interesting. Yeah. I, I do often wonder that because you look at it and it's like that that conversation was not at the same or later time of day than the conversation I saw earlier. Yeah. But they're constructing a story. Yeah. And then they're often trying to lead you to feel like this person has a chance actually. Yeah, exactly. Like they're coming from the bottom and yeah. they got a chance here and then they always get voted always out. Always get voted out. And <laughs> so they, yeah, they were talking about that and like the way that there might've been a different story to that. Yeah. But this was, it still always leads to the real result, obviously, yeah. because someone gets voted out. Yeah. But there might be four storylines that lead to that. Yeah. And they've picked the one that makes the most sense or just the easiest to follow. And they just cut everything else out. Makes sense. And so people get really angry. It's like, oh, why didn't they do this? Or why yeah. didn't they do that? And maybe they tried, but you yeah. just never see it. <clears throat> um, makes sense. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. I was quite satisfied with the blind side on Lockie. Yeah, that was he was just talking about oh. kicking people out and you need to uh, like, you need to make do a blind side. <laughs> and he's like, Oh no. <laughs> and now he's the bachelor. Oh, lucky the bachelor. No, I can see it. I can see it. Mm. Yeah, he's he's good with the ladies. Mm. Yes. Interesting. So yeah, that'll be good to watch. I'll probably watch The Bachelor. Probably. 
I probably will. Yeah. Only to like ridicule him. But um, I think it will be cool because he's going to put the girls through like very Survivor style yeah, challenges. Yeah, exactly. They're only going to have beans and rice for the whole time <laughs> they're there. They're not going to be sleeping on beds. They're going to be sleeping on the ground. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And no, like it's going to be, it'll, it'll be like feats of strength yeah. to go on a date with the Survivor. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's a good podcast. So shout out to them. I'm enjoying the coverage. That's cool. Mm. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed um, today's episode on toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> we should um, we should have got a toilet paper company to tell us what their purpose was. Or yeah, something like that, that would have been funny. Oh, damn it. Oh, well, maybe we'll tweet it or something. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Oh, don't forget, we're going to be at the Accounting Business Expo later yeah. this month. We're on a panel on day one. I think it's at 1.30 okay. um, with the Sweet Files yeah. gang. Yeah. Um, yep. So, we're on a panel there talking talking all sorts of great stuff. So, mm. come to the panel, have a chat to us afterwards. We'd love to, to meet everybody. For sure. But also, we'll just be there with a the stall the entire two days interviewing people, chatting yeah. with people. So, come by, have a chat to us. We'd if, love to meet, meet you. If you are a listener and you are game, there's a chance that we can do some recording with you. Yeah, absolutely. So we can get your feedback. We can get like live feedback. Mm. On air. Yeah, it could be, we'll call it like the Tim and Dan low, but it'll be like your feedback about us. Like yeah. um, the Too Drunk Review. I don't know. Too Drunk. We'll come up with a name. Yeah. We'll come up with a name for the segment. But yeah, that would be great. Come by, have a chat. Um, yeah. So if you want to chat to us before that, uh, find us on Instagram at Too Drunk Accountants, Facebook at Too Drunk, Account- uh, Too Drunk Accountants, Instagram at Too Drunk Podcast. Send us an email, twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'd love to have a chat. Also, if you add us on Instagram, I will still reply to you. I've replied to most people who've added us in the past couple of weeks. There's been a couple that I haven't got back to yet, but I'll get there. Nice. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you later.